bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Welcome back to the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Need, Ben Porman. <laughs> this on the Yates Florence Center chat line. Speaking of this, we'll have Kaylee's Dailies in 15 minutes. Uh, Ralphie the Buffalo is pretty cool. Uh, that's a much better bovine than the orange one down southeast of here anyway. We had a Kaylee's Dailies over the buffalo. Uh, we did. Yeah, and how they had to use a female because, yeah, because they're smaller. smaller. Which She's makes like a lot of sense. 2006 pounds. Yeah. Not small, but She's smaller. smaller. <laughs> they can control her because she gets up upwards of 22 miles an hour when she runs. Yeah. And those guys, they're not running with her. They're hanging on for dear life. <laughs> they're just hoping they're going the same direction as her. I mean, if you don't, yeah. I hope one of those guys doesn't fall down because he's going to be a passenger at that point. You know, that's something interesting. Like, because you have to have some skills to be a part of that one like first you have to be fast well two you yeah. can't you can't be afraid of large animals yeah three you have to be able to to not only be fast but run within a group of people and like not be clumsy while you do it so there's got to be some athleticism in there you have to handle a live large animal like i what is the tryout process to be one of those guys because it's probably more extensive I than what don't you don't know and i'm not sure that i want to find out yeah that's one of those deals worth. I mean, that's a hundred yard sprint, going somewhere between eighteen and twenty two miles an hour, with an animal that probably doesn't want you doing to it what you're doing to it. And those guys are running in like, they're not like athletic wear. It's they're running usually in like jeans, jeans. and you cowboy talk, hats and and Wrangler brush popper shirts. The chafe I mean, the, the chafeability is real in that situation. You got to be. I mean, careful. if I'm if I'm those guys, I'm almost like, hey, you think I can get me some joggers, maybe? <laughs> maybe you know, maybe a t-shirt, maybe a three-quarter zip, maybe or something like that. Because I would assume you have to like, if you if you're trying out and you want to be on, I don't know, the Buffalo Squad, whatever they call them. Like when you're like testing out your 100 yard sprint, you're doing it in jeans too. Like you're not showing up in like athletic wear, tights and shorts and stuff like that. So like you you would have to try out in the jeans too, right? And the boots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Interesting process. I'm reading a story here. The Googler. The, the Googler telling me something here. Ooh, wow. They got men's and women's. Uh, the Ralphie handlers are a varsity student athletes who run with Ralphie. They just call her the handlers. handlers. They don't the have. Handlers. They don't have a name. They just the handlers. The handlers. That's probably better than doing like a cheese. And these name. people, not only they're wearing, they're wearing their jeans. They got big old belt buckles on. Going. Oh man, yeah. I mean, this is Good, like a rodeo like, event. Seriously, props to them to uh, be able yeah, to do that. Yeah, I'm serious. It's, and it's, you know what? Look at it, some of them. They're wearing cowboy boots when they're doing this. That's what I'm saying. Like they're, ah, they're, not, they're are, get after it, man. They are wearing the opposite of what I would want to wear trying to do something athletic. They are varsity athletes at, at Colorado. Nice. My man nice. and women. Good for them. Hey, they'll be in the Big 12 next year. Uh, I mean, they get a letter jacket. Good. They deserve it. That's it. They deserve it. Yeah. 
this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. So Opossum 2023 Tech versus TCU at the Jones. Did you know 10 years ago, Tech TCU at the Jones had a fox run behind the TCU bench? Yeah, the, I'm, the, I'm the animal aware. theme. Yeah, we and are, Baker that's... Mayfield was the quarterback at that time. Yeah, it, it seems to only come out in the Thursday games. Now, the fox did appear in the uh, 2008 game, did he not? thought he did. I think the Fox appeared Maybe. in the 2008 game also. This is the one that stands actually, out. Actually, you know, truth yeah. be told, there's actually more than one Fox. There's a family of Foxes that live in, in the stadium. Oh, well, they're like everywhere over in that area. Yeah, there so, are, there's a family. I'm kind of surprised it doesn't happen more. That Fox has been in uh, Dan Law Field. It's been in our courtyard mm-hmm. um, over at the McKenzie Market Alumni Center. That Fox gets around. I mean, there's there's more than one, one Fox on camp. And by the way, there is a whole neighborhood of feral cats on the campus, too, and the university wants them there because they help with the... Uh, and the foxes want them there, too. Yeah. <laughs> they they help. It's, it's, there's, a, there's a food chain. <laughs> let's, just, let's just say that. You've got your own chain. little Lion King circle of life there over is. the tent's campus. I mean, I mean, it really is. The yeah. rats eat the, the grass. Ca- the cats eat the rats. Yeah, the the cat, foxes yeah. eat the cats. Sudden we die and we go back into the ground for the rest. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So just, I mean, there's a lot going on. The, the Dear stuff Disney, I have about, your next movie. Yeah. The stuff you learn about what's happening on the campus behind the scenes that you as the as the Texas Tech lay person will never, ever know about. That the stuff that's happening, the stuff that's happening in a game that you, just the regular old Tech fan going to the game, never, mm-hmm. ever knows about. And it just it never affects your game experience, but it's is there. Is there like a contest you can win to be taken behind those scenes? Because I think there should. Because I think no, that, I think the behind the scenes is so there's, interesting. There's some places that you don't want to go to in the stadium. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to know. Yeah, there's there's some things out. you don't. Yeah, you don't want to know. Where you can't handle the I, truth. I say it all the time, and I'm gonna say it again right now. The the people, the Mike Ryan's, the the Sandy Collins, the uh, the uh, the Steve Maines. The Robert Giovanetti's over there that put on a game day. I mean, yeah, I know you guys get mad when when they run out of water or the bathroom line's too long or something like that. But the, but the the orchestrated day, all that goes on over there that you don't know. You get mad. Oh my God, there's a there's a backed up toilet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't know that there's there are there's a whole staff of people that that are there to clean that stuff up. You know, I mean, it's stuff that goes on. They don't get. Who's throwing any... paper towels in the toilet? Come on. Mm. Let's. I mean, let's it's, think about it's the this. lunch hour, and I can tell you, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. There's that's the only reason I'm going lunch right now. I might be listening. <laughs> let's uh, let's do a quick swerve into a play of the day, shall we? Should we? We should. Zion Williamson for three. Ooh. Not just a dunker, folks. Barrett and Williamson in transition. Barrett. <laughs> That is where the Blue Devils may be at their most lethal this year is when out and run. This day in 2018, the Zion Williamson-R.J. Barrett regime that lasted for one year, mm-hmm. then they went straight to the pros, scored a combined 61 points to help Duke obliterate Kentucky 118-84 to Indian- in Indianapolis on the opening night of the season. There you go. Pretty good, uh, pretty good Duke team, but... Uh... And didn't get the result that they wanted there with those guys. Who was the third guy in that trio? Why am I forgetting him? Cam Reddish. There you go, Cam Reddish. 
Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Christo. How about C.J. Stroud yesterday? Thank you, Davis Mills and Lovey Smith, for getting the Texans the number two pick. Best Texans win in three years and best win since the playoff game versus the Bills. Yeah, uh, five touchdowns, rookie passing record, 470 yards um, on top of it. Boy, it, it looked like... And things haven't things have gone pretty well. I mean, the record isn't just a lead over there for the Buccaneers, but for Baker Mayfield, it's gone pretty well. Looked like he had a game-winning touchdown, and then what? Like forty seconds, seventy-five yards. C.J. Stroud. They have absolutely yeah. struck gold with that pick. Yeah, and then it, you know, then they had sad Baker face over on the sideline after that. Oh yeah. I I, I looked over at and my wife and said. Sad Baker is sad, <laughs> and, and it was he just had that that uh, that sad look he gets after a cop tackles him in Fayetteville. You know, it's 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 really sad. And the Texans, I mean, four and four right now, and, and more importantly, if you're a Texans fan, three and one at home. So as of now, if you're a Texans fan and you're going to those games, football's fun this year, and it hasn't about, been in a while. Running back, kicking extra points and, and yeah. kicking. Yeah, I love that. Not kicking extra points, but kicking off and just kicking field goals. Getting to the points, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman. We will have take versus take in 15 minutes. I would like to ask an unofficial one since I had it cleared. So, Who'd you clear it with? Well, I asked you. Well, you know, oh, so, okay. You know, I figured mm. it'd be hip to do an unofficial one. Hip so. to ask questions? Yeah. <laughs> so... Talking about the Big 12 weekend, how great it was, and we'll get into more of it too. Uh, especially, we'll get into more of it today, but especially tomorrow when it's a reviews day Tuesday for blind projections. I think uh, I took it on the chin this week pretty good. I think we all did. We okay. all found ourselves on some islands, and I don't think any of them paid off for you, myself, or Brennan. But uh, hey, we'll get into the official stats tomorrow. Um, the NFL, I thought, also had a really, really good weekend. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just me. It's felt like, even though you're several weeks in there, there hasn't been like that quote-unquote fully memorable weekend in the NFL, and there's been more duds than good ones. Or maybe, and maybe not even duds. Maybe just things that just haven't caught my attention. I'm not sure what it what it's been this season. Um, but for whatever reason, I don't think that there has been a weekend where you've had multiple, multiple memorable things like you did this weekend. Or multiple big wins like you did this weekend. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you some options here, and Ben, you too. And I want you to tell me who had the best Sunday. Okay. We'll start off uh, with the Ravens. So the Ravens dominated in Seattle, 37 to three. This one, I brought this one up because it just didn't grab a bunch of headlines. But this is why I mentioned this because Man, fourth right. win, fourth win in a row. Ravens recently have been just putting it on, folks. Yeah, and that's not just winning, but crushing. Under the radar, when we're talking about like possible Super Bowl teams, AFC contenders, uh, 298 yards on the ground, they're seven and two. Um, go to their counterpart, the Bengals. So they had all those questions that you know, serious doubts, starting one and three, and they've looked fantastic as of late. They 
just dominated San Francisco last week in San Francisco and then beat the Bills last night, 24-18. To me, didn't seem like as close as it actually got on the scoreboard. I would, I would agree. But they look like a Super Bowl contender. Then you have the Chiefs who are in Germany, right? Uh, and they have, I label it an absolutely ugly win, but you get another win. It's in Germany. Uh, the biggest storyline was what you did to Tyreek Hill and all the drama that you had with that. And you had the, the 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 game deciding play at the end of the first half with the ball starting in his hands before you have the strip fumble return. So you had that. Then you had the Texans, who had an incredible win over the Bucks. Uh, looked like the Bucks were going to walk out of there with a uh, a game winning drive from Baker Mayfield, but instead C.J. Stroud, who was the hero, huge day, 470 pass yards, five touchdowns. Rookie record with those uh, pass yards, and you do get your fourth win of the year, and you look up and the Texans are 500. The Eagles have a big division win, uh, and, you know, that's uh, that's one where I-, I thought it was most impressive from their perspective that the Eagles won on a day that Dak played clean because I thought Dak actually played pretty well. And I'm I thought sure he played really well. There's some game-deciding plays in there, and you can do whatever the officiating calls and whatever. The fact of the matter is the Eagles – walk out of Philadelphia with a big win. And then last but not least, I'll throw this one out last. You have the Vikings who beat the Falcons. And their quarterback story this year or this week was just ridiculous. I mean, you got Josh Dobbs, who ultimately wins the game, doesn't even start it. It's Jaron Hall. Uh, he gets knocked out with a concussion in the first quarter. Josh Dobbs has been there for like four days, doesn't even know all of his teammates' names, let alone the playbook. Kevin O'Connell, the head coach, is breaking down plays as he calls them in. He has a game-winning drive where they score a touchdown with like 20 seconds left. Who had the best day, though? There are two teams to me that I think had the best day. And for completely different reasons. I think, one, I'm going to go the Eagles because it feels like the Eagles take a, took a massive step towards winning the division. Mm-hmm. Not only did you get a big win against a good team, but you did it against your division rival who's you know, trying to nip at your heels. Mm-hmm. So they have a two-and-a-half game lead now. Yes, they play each other again, uh, but it feels like, I don't want to say insurmountable, but it's a sizable lead mm-hmm. in the division. So I feel like they guaranteed themselves a division title. Mm-hmm. Or came close to guarantee. Guarantee is not the right word, but they they're absolutely really, the odds-on favorite. Yeah, though, really solidified. Now. Okay. Um, I think number two for me, and it's completely different reasons, is the Houston Texans, because I mean, drafting quarterbacks and drafting that as high as they did, I, I just you know we've all seen guys be taken in the top five and not be very good, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I think what we saw yesterday, what we have been seeing, and then what we saw yesterday from C.J. Stroud is that, like, oh, my, this this kid looks like he's got it. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so yeah. it's not going to bring you a Super Bowl title this year. Probably not going to get you a deep run in the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe you can get into the playoffs. But um, it does look like, hey, we got a good one. We, got, we have mm-hmm. a franchise quarterback for the next 10 years if you mm-hmm. decide to keep him that long. And so to me, that's massive. You know, on draft day, you're like, hey, we got the guy we wanted. But you have no idea. Yeah. 
But like yesterday, and I feel like he's been solid, but then yesterday I was like, oh my, you know, not only is he good, but he, he can perform under pressure as a rookie in a clutch situation like he did. So I think for completely different reasons, I think those two had great days. Do you remember uh, when, when when would this have been? Uh, oh, now I Marcus Mariota. I think it was his first game in the NFL, and I think it was against Jameis Winston. And they go one two in the draft. It's Titans Bucks, uh, and Marcus Mariota throws for four touchdowns. And I still watch that, and I know that was Week One, and this is what Week Nine. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that going. That just felt fluky, but there was a huge reaction to that. Like they nailed this. They they nailed it already, right? And and we're so quick to put either tombstones or hand out awards to rookies. CJ Stroud feels completely different because he's been doing this sort of thing all year and then just had that explosive day yeah. and huge numbers. Um and what I think is is most important with that is one he like I said he he's shown you some stuff this year like it hasn't just been flat from him <laughs> but the to be that clutch as many times in that game uh, against a a team uh, against the Bucks that aren't going to win a Super Bowl but are competing to be a playoff contender in the NFC um and have surprisingly been solid with Baker Mayfield at the helm and been competitive uh I think that was just a massive, massive stamp. And to your point, with drafting quarterbacks so hard, again, these two have nothing to do with each other, I understand, but on the same day when Bryce Young, who was taken before him and the Panthers, and he struggled and had some injury sure. stuff over there, throws like two pick sixes, and they're losing to the Colts, who don't even have their top pick because he's out for the year, and you're just, it's just so easy to do the... I think the, that added to it. I yes, absolutely do. It's just so easy to go the kind of route like... Mm-hmm. If you're Carolina going, oh, you know, should we have got C.J. Stroud Instead, first? yeah. Oh, and you and those questions start creeping in. And, again, the, the two really don't have, in the long run, don't really have anything to do with each other on that Sunday. Yeah, but it could but be when we look back compared, in five yeah. or six years. Like, yeah. that's just part of it. So, I think, yeah, C.J. Stroud and the Texans were mine as yeah. well. My 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 second one was the Vikings. That's a great story. I don't think it'll ultimately do much to their what their season outcome will be. Yeah. And it was the the Falcons are not a very well coached team, but still, I mean, you will never run into that again. Yeah, and I kind of feel like with the Bengals I, I think like the Bengals was a big win for them because it's a it's a big win towards getting them into the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. So I just don't think it makes that big of a deal. You don't think the Bengals are? Yeah. 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 So it might get them into the playoffs, but I it's, don't think Again, it's... the Ravens thing has gone so under the radar sure, because we're really so focused has. on the Bengals. The Ravens, I mean, they are... Murdering look, teams. Yes, they look dangerous and lethal. Yeah. And, you know, I know there's the Lamar Jackson playoff things, but... It just takes one run to completely change a perspective about a player. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. Uh, Take versus take when we come back.
bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's time for the fastest growing game show in the world, Take versus Take. You've got the bottom line of 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman. Jamie has the questions today, which means... Ben and I are your competitors on this fine Monday afternoon. Ben, how's the uh, competitive juices? They flowing? It's flowing. Let's get it. Let's get it indeed. What are we getting? Uh, I don't know. Pizza? Oh, can we? We've never ordered a mid-show pizza. We should. What do you guys want? Just like straight pepperoni, thin crust. Could get a shakaroni from Papa John's. <laughs> I'm I'm really just uh, my first suggestion is always what I want. But like, do we? Is this what we want, guys, as a group? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Question number one: What would be Clint? You're first. Okay. What would be the best realistic Super Bowl matchup from what you've seen so far this year? It's got to be a realistic one. What would be the most entertaining matchup? Mm. Good question. Good question. So, I think if I went entertaining, part of what I'm going to take in is storylines, um, and then on the field play, uh, and then... I guess kind of the the brand talk or whatever. Um, I'm actually going to take a repeat of last year because I think you would have so much built into it. Um, You would have two teams that, I mean, you know can get there anyway, so there's a realistic expectation, although the Chiefs clearly have to work on some stuff offensively. But um, you know the Chiefs can make to the Super Bowl. You know that the Super Bowl would be fun with Patrick Mahomes in it. Um, and Andy Reid and all of the characters over there, um, you would have immediately the storyline of just how fantastic the Super Bowl was last year as a game, super close. You would have the can Jalen Hurts get over the Chiefs? Can the Eagles, can Sirianni, can all of these guys get over the Chiefs hurdle? Can they get redemption? Um, and then if they did, you'd go, okay, do you have a three-peat and do you have a rubber match the next year? So you would have a built-in kind of storyline with two teams who I think have a great chance of making the Super Bowl anyways. Okay. Well, that's a really, really good take, Quinn. I would have to go the same route as well. If the Niners didn't lose three straight, I would have had them as the, in the NFC spot. But I've seen the Eagles coming to fruition since beating the Cowboys. Like, you can tell that they're the more complete team and Niners may seem like they're lacking quarterback despite Brock Purdy having those flashes and whatnot, but I'd have to go the same route with saying this will be a rematch of the Chiefs-Eagles coming up after what we've seen last year. You know, I, I'm i not going to disagree with you guys. I think that's a, a really good one. Um there's lots of storylines there that, that Clint touched on that I think were all good. 
I also think it would be cool if there was some fresh blood in there. Sure. That being said, we just came off a World Series with pretty fresh blood as far as the Rangers and uh, the Diamondbacks, and we saw that that was not viewed as super compelling to the Mm -hmm. rest of the country. Um, So I think, you know, it would be crazy fun for me to see a team like the Lions. Okay. Okay, because they've never Mm -hmm. been there, and they're a good team. They're fun to watch, all the above. But it's hard for me to get past Mahomes and Hurts. I just think they're both really fun to watch, uh, really good coaches, all the above. So uh, I know you both gave the same answer. I guess I'll say I like Clint's better, and Clint gets the point. My my backup matchup, by the way, I would have went – I was either going to go both or neither um, because I think it would be a very compelling – you can go Cowboys because, I mean, just insert the Dallas Cowboys actually sure. making it to the Super Bowl. That brings on Lonzoma. I mean, yeah. yeah, and then I would Do go – do you think the NFL world is getting sick of the Chiefs being in Super Bowl every year? Is I don't that going to happen? Eventually they cross into – it's it's kind of uh, – now take out Draymond Green before he started becoming just what he is and and because he's part of why the Warriors stopped kind of being liked. But that was a likable team. They had likable superstars, likable coach to me. Um, yeah, before and, Durant got there. And the, but yes, and then they started adding pieces and that people don't like. And I think the Chiefs could get in that territory because you, Steph Curry, I think, is still likable. Patrick Mahomes, very much likable. But I already think Travis Kelsey is. You like him or you don't like him. Um, and then even more so, like Chris Jones. And then you add in, if there is continued success, that either gets stale or you get they turn into a villain because you're sick of their success. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, part of me want, would love to see the Ravens in there mm-hmm. because, like you mentioned, um, Lamar's not had a lot of postseason success, so it would be mm-hmm. cool to see him have that and move on. I just feel like there's so many better stories in the AFC than the NFC. I, I, I mean, was, the NFC, besides the Eagles and Cowboys, I mean, Detroit. I mean, the, the whole yeah. Minnesota thing was fun this weekend, but I don't know that I feel that way moving forward. I, I mean, the Saints, no thank you. Uh, the Niners, Seahawks maybe, just because the Seahawks been down a little bit and then they're coming back. But anyway. Okay, Clint gets the first point. Question number two. Ben, what is your favorite TV game show? We know Take versus Take is your favorite radio game show. But what is your favorite TV game show? And technically, we're on Fox 34 News now. <laughs> so to your point... Coming for you, Say Jack. I didn't grow up in the era of TV show of TV game shows. That's being the seventies, eighties with like games beyond Will of Fortune. Well, okay, Jeopardy. what about like um American Idol or Mass Singer or whatever? I mean well, it's definitely not America's Got Talent. Blech. Especially with how it's becoming now. Wow. Okay, that was like the one that I actually watched. Taking shots of at that America's, style. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ben yeah. probably's big fan of the Bachelorette. Oh, what about the Golden Bachelor? Old people in love. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> Ben's getting trigger happy in there. One, one, six, one okay. 60-year-old. Several so what's cougars. your answer, Ben? I'll also have to go with Jeopardy. Keep it old school. Oh, that's a song. That's a great one. That's a great answer. That's a great one. Um, I go The Price is Right um, because, one, they're, they're from Bob Barker. 
he was actually a big part of my sick day childhood. I was one of those kids if I was sick. Um, eventually I'd get to video games, but I'd be in the basement in the morning watching the prices. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always just like, everyone seems like they're just having so much fun, even if they're not actually a real competitor. Right. Like, cause you show them in the stand and every single person in that room thinks they have a chance, uh, to, to give a number guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they they also feel like they're a big part of it. Even if they're not down there, what do they always do? Right. They're like, and how much is this desk? And they look and they're like, 500. Judy, 500! And like yelling numbers. So even if you're not competing, I feel like that's the best one because you're having fun all the way around. And then if you are competing, you got a great shot of leaving there with some real cash and some awesome trips. I think you have a variety of different games. You never know what you're going to play. I liked Plinko the best. That was the one I always dreamed I'd get to partake in. Uh, But yeah, the price is right by far for me. Ben, I got to be honest with you. Uh, this is this is fully a me problem. Uh, I don't enjoy Jeopardy because I'm not smart enough to answer many of the questions. <laughs> like, like I got to be able to hang. You know, I, I'm surprised neither one of you guys went Wheel of Fortune. That's my backup. Okay, Wheel, like of, Wheel Fortune, of Fortune. I like. Mine too. Okay. My my number one is is actually one they're bringing back. Pressure Luck. I didn't the know whammies. they were bringing it back. Yeah, yeah I, I, I saw it advertised on one of the networks. Yeah, you say no whammy, no whammy, no whammy when you come into this room all the time. Yeah. So yeah, and you had like no, the I t- say no talkie, no talkie, no oh. talkie. That's different. I like yeah. that their mascot was basically the yeah. tough act and tenact and toe fungus yes. guy. But yes, so Clint does get that point. Okay, all right. Final question. I'll let you know. We'll save it till we come back. I don't want you guys to think about it. Oh. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Quam! No talkie, no talkie, no talkie. <laughs> we don't have to in the break. I'm just good. You ever tried like not yoga, not being in a trance? What's the uh, help me out here? Where you're like home, home meditation. Meditation. Thank you. I never have. That's why I couldn't remember. You the should word. try it. I'm the too. Break. I think my brain would Could explode if I sat still that long. Uh, a sweep, a sweep, Maybe. a sweep is up for grabs on the other side. It's the bottom line. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the bottom line podcast from 100.7. The score. It is the bottom line. 100.7. The score. We, uh, have a, as I, <laughs> that was directed, a sweep isn't up for grabs because only I can grab it, but I still think That's it right. should count. Uh, it is the bottom line. It is also the start of college basketball tonight, which I am very excited about. We will get to a question of the day here in just a moment. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman. I am up two to nothing at take versus take. Jamie didn't want us to have uh, time to think about it, which is alarming on the final question. So the floor is yours. All right. I want you to tell me, Clint, what is the worst? Famous bad call ever in sports. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think this is the first year that we are doing the pass interference review in the NFL. And I guess was it the only year, or did they do two years of it? Felt like it was just one to me, but it could have been two. I'm not sure. This was 2019, Which, the 100th anniversary of the NFL. So anyways, you're in a playoff game. Massive, massive for the Saints. Uh, you have that horrible, 
horrible, clear, everyone and their dog and their dog's dog and their dog's dog's cat knew it was pass interference. Um, just blatant advances the Rams, takes it away from uh, from the from the Saints, and man, that was also at the twilight of uh, oh man, I just blanked on his name, quarterback for the Saints. Oh, Drew Brees. Yeah, thank you. I was like, not Drew Bledsoe uh, for Drew Brees, and so that was like extra salt in the wound there. Um, I thought with, with like what that had on the line too. And then the fact that that is in the early stages of you trying to establish, yeah, if we miss a call on something that used to not be reviewable, now it is. And then it was just a joke all season long. It, it was. I mean, and there's a re- I'm glad they got rid of it because it just made me more mad personally. Um, that was. It made you more mad when you would watch the replay and you would see, oh, yeah, that's definitely pass interference, no question. And the replay official in the booth would be like, nope, not changing it. And you no, know, no change. Up to that point, I didn't really care about you know the Gene Steratore, Dean Blandinos. Like it is what it is. After, really, since that point, that's where I'm like so annoyed. <laughs> where uh-huh. I just loop it into that. Um, but yeah, that that specific missed call to me is the worst one. I mean, okay. yeah, it's just terrible. Ben, so you guys are going to know what I'm going to say when I get three words into it. As a Cowboys fan, Dez caught it. Just mosses the defender, takes three steps, leans over the goal line, and you're telling me that's not a catch. After review, his return to the receiver did not maintain. Just get out of here with that crap. I don't want to hear it. And then years later, they had the audacity to call it a catch. And then Tony Romo's... Man, I would die for as a Cowboys fan wow. is saying, Oh, wow. I don't know if I'd die. Well, I'm not a Cowboys fan. But. That would have been the best throw of my career, the best play of my career. Yeah, this one's hard, Ben, because by the rule at that time, it wasn't a catch. I mean, I think the officials got it right. We all thought it was the stupidest thing ever, and they changed it. And now, you know, to say now, yeah, that, that would have been a catch. Mm hmm. So that was so that's frustrating. Like, that was like, so frustrating. Re- reverse that, and you go back to like 1970s football, where safeties were literally beheading wide receivers, and you go like, "Well, then." I used to like it more fans. when they called more fumbles. You know, where a guy, as soon as he caught the ball and his feet hit the ground, I don't care if he made a football move or not, mm-hmm. but he caught the ball and then he landed on the ground, and then somebody lit him up. But that was a fumble. And not an incompletion. Not, didn't make a football move. No catch. That was more fun then when you could, when there were more fumbles. I agree until I use that as my defense of a team that I like really like that. Sorry, he didn't make yeah. a football move. He didn't. No catch. Yeah. No catch. Okay, my answer would have been the 85 World Series with a blown call at first base. I feel like that was the most famous one ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to give myself the point. Oh, so no, Clint you are not. Sweep. You are. Come on. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. No. I think Clint's is the most famous. I think that one's the most, most recognizable mm-hmm. by sports fans right now of that one being. <laughs> suck gone. it, suck it, suck it. <laughs> Lost to Clint. <laughs> if you're over 40, you're probably the, the 85 World Series is in your mind more. But Clint and Ben are. Combined and not over forty, so 
Don't be sad. I want to be combined over 40. Clint gets the sweep. Just uh, have some dust on me and sweep. So um, what is your, what was your take on uh, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma? Oh, the final call? Uh, Or the the entire game? Sorry, non-call? The non-call? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was a massive big miss. I mean, I, I don't I don't see how that would be viewed any other way, except for whatever the college based Blandinos. No, their were. guy their guy was very adamant because the, I mean the color uh-huh. analyst is like, I don't understand how that's not a <laughs> pass interference in the the an, the whatever the referee analyst that goes. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. That's that's oh, okay, pass interference. Did? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, I yeah. and well then even more so if he defended it like i or didn't didn't defend it i guess um i I thought i thought that was a game changing missed call like i don't game game deciding point point, you know game deciding basically sure i um, well oklahoma state would have still had a chance to answer correct correct so i don't think game deciding because if i think game deciding for me i think that's the last play Play of the game game. and that and and oklahoma state would have had a chance to drive but a, a a certainly a point where that was game affecting uh for sure by getting it wrong it was a large part of helping oklahoma state win sure yeah no yeah. it was a huge advantage for oklahoma state I, I guess this one to me was just so blatant i told chuck this morning like i've never been the conspiracy theory guy that like oh a, an official you know Wants one team to win or not the other. I just think officials are humans and they make mistakes sometimes. Yeah. And some are better than others. But I can't sit there and watch that and say, well, that guy didn't see it. How, how can you not? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he I mean, he passed interfered with him three times before the ball got there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I just, I'm like so blown away by that one. So all these people that over the years have said, Oh, the Big 12 wants certain teams to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, oh, that team's trying to get into the college football playoff. The Big 12 officials are going to make sure they're not upset. And I've always been like, that's ludicrous. Well, what I saw on Saturday with that call, I mean, it like made me think in my mind, I don't know. Maybe the Big 12 officials were like, we're not going to let Oklahoma win this football game. Mm-hmm. Which, like, opened my eyes, like, I don't know if I'm this super naive person to thinking, well, maybe those people have been right all this time. That the Big 12 has been, hey, we need this team to to make it to, to the better bowl game or to get to the playoff, so we don't want them to be upset, so we got we to gotta make sure we know where our, bre- our, our bread is buttered and all that kind of stuff. It, like, made me believe in conspiracy theorists with officials because that call was so bad. I don't know how any official can miss that call mm-hmm. unless he just doesn't want to make the call. I I guess it didn't convert me over to a conspiracy theorist because over the history of the Big 12, there have been a ton of tell, blatant missed calls. Tell, tell me one as bad as that. Okay, so I'll go to this one. I'm not trying, by the way, I'm not trying to defend the no call, but go to Kansas and Iowa State on Saturday. Where they called a return out of bounds, and this I'm as a as a KU fan, this helped Kansas out. Iowa State should have had the ball at about the two or one, or maybe scored. 
but instead they call him way out of bounds when he never was even close to it. He's a half yard away from the sideline, and they but, go to review and then don't fit. I thought that was but horrible. They, but didn't they blow? Did they blow the whistle on that sure. play? And so they had to put it there. But they didn't need to blow the whistle though. That's yeah, the well, problem. That, that's he made a mistake by blowing the whistle. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, yeah. didn't have as much basketball effect with. <laughs> We'll get to that in a second. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I guess I just, I think that there are every that, few weeks blatantly bad calls, and that was one of the worst. One of? Man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that official can miss that without him not wanting to make the call. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. It is the bottom line, 100.7 score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It has been a uh, a bumpy road for Texas Tech football, to say the least. That is just one way to describe it. It is the Bottom Line, 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Ben Porman. Uh, it is time for Tell Me I'm Wrong, and I have your statement today and maybe this is maybe this will end up being a layup but who knows i've thought other ones were layups and have been wrong about it um which is funny because you know, it's tell me i'm wrong uh and i've seen you miss a lot of layups before you have never seen I me mean, play basketball ever you. i am a layup machine only because you're a cherry picker well i never wanted to be all defense anyways yeah <laughs> is there anything worse than like now everyone for like pickup basketball views it differently but to me I think pickup basketball is so annoying whenever you don't have everybody kind of on the same page of like the game right because if, you, if you're going to play a competitive game of pickup basketball and everyone's competitive it's fun but then if you have like half and half or or if the other side, if you're like if everyone's cherry picking and it's just gonna be like a one on one fast break for every offensive mm-hmm. possession and everyone's kinda like, Yeah, we're a little winded, we're gonna stay down here. But usually those ones just go half court anyways. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know if people in in the rec leagues that you're playing in, if it's truly cherry picking or if they just can't get to the other end of the court. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like they're exhausted. Like I wanna go help my teammates play defense. I just can't. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like what happens is you basically, without saying a word, you assign one guy to go back on defense every time. And you, and it's not <laughs> yeah, even. You like, can't give back. Yeah, you can get back. Yeah, get back. And you don't even really have to say it. Yeah. Right. You're not like Ben. You 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 got back. Yeah. You're just like looking at him like the rest if you is... don't get them, this is going to be points for them because I'm yeah. not I'm not running. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know why that just follow the shiny object rolling away, right? Uh. Texas Tech needs two more wins to become bowl eligible. So uh, you get past TCU, good win, uh, maybe great win depending on, depending on how you look at it with the like in-state part and, and how much you needed that win uh, and then getting Baron Morton back in that game. I view it as a good win would be how I would label it, um, mostly because you still do need two wins to be bowl eligible now, and even then, it wouldn't completely kind of cover some of the disappointment of the season, uh, but it would certainly show you something positive as we turn the page eventually to next season. Still, a lot of football to be played before we do that and get to that point. Um, 
and even like with, with with beating TCU, it's not that they're certainly you know, or it's not that they're just like anything super special this year. Uh, but again, it was a much much needed win. Uh, Morton looked great, looked healthy. More importantly, Taj was Taj. Obviously, had some really terrific plays uh, from Taylor Demerson defensively. Massive. Um, and I said that part of it too that I loved about it. I said this on Friday, and I still think about it this now. Out of everything, like one of the things that I loved the most was there was a turning point in the game where you were getting hit in the mouth and you had zero momentum. And it felt like you were in the moment of you were about to crumble and find a way to lose this game. How is this happening? Sort of thing. And again, part of it is you have like the massive uh, interception there as well. One of them. That was the difference in the game. I don't think you win that game without that pick. I mean, you're down 21-20. You've given up 14 straight points. Mm -hmm. Um, You've looked terrible. You just uh, gave it up again. They're marching across midfield. This is about to be an eight-point deficit for the Red Raiders. Yeah, and it's like, what a quick swing. It looked like you were in for heartbreak against TCU, and you've had your fair share recently in this decade against the Frogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't, and you win, which is great. So now you have a doable challenge, but still, a to me, much more of a challenge than what you've seen the past two weeks, going to Lawrence and taking on Kansas. Now, again, I cannot stress the word doable enough here because it is doable and they are not unbeatable by any means. Uh, of course, an 11 o'clock kick, you can hear that on Double T 97.3 uh, on Saturday. Your tell me I'm wrong statement today is if you beat the Jayhawks on Saturday, you will be a bowl-eligible team. By the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not just by... Like, wow, that went counted for two. <laughs> All right. Can we go for two? Yeah. <laughs> On the record? Yeah. Uh yes. Yeah. I'll feel I'll feel my confidence level will be like a a nine mm-hmm. if you win at Kansas on Saturday. That you're making a bowl game. Can, can I ask a not fun question from this? What would feel worse? Just to pull the rug out real quick if you won against kansas and then lost to ucf i don't think you will let me just say that but i'm just just for the sake of the question would it feel worse to do it that direction or lose on saturday to kansas and then beat ucf like we think you will by you calling this a not fun question is it because you don't like my answer what? Agreeing? No, I like it. No, I'm just curious. I would much rather use, lose to UCF than Kansas. Mm, I feel like that would feel Like a hundred times over. Okay. Well, that's fair. You have. If you didn't know Chuck or myself. That would be different. Would it be Probably different? Probably be different. Yeah. <laughs> but lucky for you, you do. We're in your life, Jamie. And I'm pleased that both of you are. We just don't want to lose to Kansas. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. What's the line? Do we know? Uh, I thought it was Kansas what by would like you put three it? points. Three? I think that's what the line was. I think I'd go a little bit higher, but not much more than that. Maybe four like and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. Oh, great. My computer hates me. That's fun. It's freaking technology. <laughs> Did it lock you out like the microwave? No. 
No, it's it's just I'm it's sorry, Clint. It's been yeah. I'm yeah, sorry that I'm child. I don't want to lose to your team. No, no, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I get that on every level of sports from college even up to uh even up to the pro level. Totally get it. I wouldn't want to either. See, you just had to throw that little dig in there too. Kansas three and a half points. What? That was like, yeah, we're beating you in college and I'm beating you in the NFL too. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Yeah. See, I'm just saying. Now no. you know why I don't want to lose the Kansas. Hey, the the professional side has happened the other direction too. In the regular season. I think uh, the Royals swept the Yankees at the end of the year. <laughs> Dude, I the, have more character than any man on this earth. You're like Job, man. God <laughs> put you on this earth and you're having to deal with all of this. I'm building so much character. Clearly I'm building it for somebody else because it's not like I keep it. <laughs> it feels like you're Job, but you're not like getting rewarded with like the wealth and riches. Side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here. Just here to be a punching bag. I, no, no, that's not why I asked that. I was just, I was generally curious, but mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Happy Kansas Hate Week, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if I, I wish that to anybody. I gotta tell you, Clint, it's not just a week. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a life. Okay, well, I mean, it's it's, it's like a, uh, it's a lifetime. It's, it's like, uh, like, like, uh, veterans, like not veterans day, but like when you do like the veterans month for the NFL, mm-hmm. like we're all, we, we're all thankful, right. For our veterans and we all understand what they did for our country, but you get a specialized time to really lift them up. This is okay. like the opposite that's of that. That's a very good description of right? it. Right. Yeah. That's well, good in- analogy. Yeah. Thank you. My yeah. first one. Yeah. So all year long, we appreciate the veterans. Yes. We just we, you get a, we show it yeah like this month or yeah. like uh, like like breast cancer awareness month same thing like we all know that that is a serious thing when does it not when is when is breast cancer awareness month because it feels like everybody's wearing pink so much well that's true you can do it whenever you want but again you you know like that is something that needs to be aware and we all are but then you get another October of, yeah another one of and those then things it's focused that we can be on. aware of all year long sure yeah, yeah. and then it's focused in on mm-hmm. that is your Kansas eight week but you get like multiple sports so really it, it is kind of like that where you're popping up who knows when it's going to be I just don't know how I how in the world I moved to Lubbock Texas and ended up surrounded by Jayhawks yeah we travel as a flock some sort of sick joke Love you, Clint. Hearts. Nah. Hearts, buddy. Nah. You uh, send me that love you, Clint thing. That's the first time anyone said that. It's the bottom line 100.7. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.